0: The boys are back in town. The Room Podcast live with the boys from New England MMA.org. Lars and Travis, welcome back for the third week in a row, boys. We're we're becoming great friends and great podcasters together. How was your week, boys?
1: Humid. Good
0: man. A lot of sun. <laughs> yeah. Humid. What's up? Work, uh, kids. Uh, that's it? That was it? Humid, and what else would you say, Lars?
2: Nothing? Oh, Actually, I got to the lake this weekend. It was pretty nice. Father's Day lake session with uh, the kids and a bunch of family. It was it was killer. Water was like 75, 80 degrees. Excellent, excellent. I
0: a little um, jet
1: skiing. I spent a Kenny Powers. I spent four hours yesterday. You did what yesterday? with my pot plant. Four mm-hmm. hours out in the sun,
0: tending to my plants. Awesome. Your plants are looking Fabulous. So, um... In Maine, things grow a little different. When is crop season in Maine for them?
1: Um we're probably looking at second or third week in October. It's usually when like the days start getting really short, throws them into bud the budding season, and then we get them. I usually tell people they'll be ready around November. Now who are you telling? <laughs>
0: the Thank town God. i, I you're, hey you're like the robin hood of bud hey hey you're like the robin hood of bud there travis like that fucking uh, cage titan show you get everyone in there was high because of travis
1: i don't know of everyone <laughs> but they, i may have had something to do with the after party that's he,
2: he's like bud fairy he hangs out with the tooth fairy but he's a little bit cooler <laughs> All right, guys. And,
0: um, we were gonna do a, a new uh, a new thing every week. It was gonna be on Thursday. We were gonna record like maybe a half hour, thirty five minutes of what's going on in New England, as far as what chat is going on on uh, online and stuff like that. And uh, you know, we decided to do it tonight to, to you know launch it off, kind of. But we're gonna end up doing them on Thursday, having pre recorded, and we'll send them out on Friday. But we just want to let everyone know tonight. Wanted them to come on because we had the amateur and the pro um, number ones videos come out, which we started the show with. And Lars, man, you did a fabulous, fabulous job on, on that, man. Again, uh, the computer whiz and uh, the, the techno wizard over here, Lars and getting it done, man. Uh, Lars. Yeah. Uh, you know, what are you just, uh, the ambition flowing through you? You're starting to get creative. You, you're learning new tools on the computer. What's going on, man?
2: Yeah, I've uh, been messing around with Final Cut Pro, which is pretty fun. Uh, I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to like uh, that type of stuff, like visual stuff, graphics, um, multimedia. So it's I enjoy it. You know, um, it's there's definitely a learning curve to it, but I think I'm getting the hang of it, but it's uh, it's a lot of fun. It's um and it's something, you know, I think hopefully it's something the fans want to see too, you know, if we can get into some mini documentaries down the road and do some stuff like that, I think it'd be pretty cool, but You take baby steps
0: first. Yeah, well, let me tell you, man. You're doing fabulous stuff, and it's just getting better and better. The content you're putting out there. um, You know, I I've been doing the podcasts and the interviews, but then you do the write ups for them uh, when we launch like an interview or something. There, man. I mean, it's like night and day. Like the stuff that you put on there, and just how you uh, you make the interview before you even see it or read it, uh, seem like you want to see it and read it. So uh, thanks for doing all that, Lars. Lyle used to be behind the scenes, you know? but now he's starting to write. He's right out there, man. He's right in the thick of things, yeah. man. He's online. He's yeah. talking to people on comments. He's like, I think I even saw him talk shit once. So it, I'm rubbing off on him.
2: i <laughs> uh, not much of a shit talker. I'll, I'll tell her how it is, but I'm not much of a shit talker. But uh, no, I, I enjoy writing too. Like, I haven't been able to do this because I've been kind of on the other side of the table, um, you know, the last 10 years. So um you know i got a, I got a passion for it i think i'm pretty good at it so it's it's fun and it brings some a new perspective to you know our sport in the region so um it's cool but hey before we get on to the next thing I just yeah, want to no, shout out to, to Kenna bio group uh canna bio group one of our partners sent us some some samples here i got some um spectrum cbd lemon ginger hemp bomb 120 milligrams i'm gonna put it on right now i'm gonna bum wrist right now whoever is messaging goes, me on uh, messenger
0: don't do it please whoever's messaging me on messenger right now stop it stop it because that's hey, they see, still doing it do i'm gonna have to hey. get rid of you stop it um stop messaging me on messenger please whoever's doing it stop it
2: all right go ahead do it again i block yeah, no. you i just put some on we're gonna see how uh, my wrist feels by the end of the show give you some live results here. Well, I'm going to give you some, I'm going to give you some live
0: results right now because I got my package in last week. I already wore my shirt. It's already being washed for the first time. I have put that bomb on my shoulder because I do have arthritis because I'm an old fossil. So my shoulder was really hurting because I went back to the gym Monday. So I used it Tuesday and you know, it could have been a placebo. I don't know. I have to Put more time into it, but I kind of felt good. Uh, the next day, they also gave me drops, and I'm not sure how many I have to take, but I always take more than I have to in anything. <laughs> and I, there they are, the bedtime. That thing's put me bedtime. right. I take half a vial in the
1: morning. I of you, the tincture. I
0: thought you were gonna uh, say half half a bottle. I thought you say half a bottle. So I said, that's a no, expect- half half a, half a drop or uh, full. All right, well that's what um, I did
2: so that's it yeah, so, so yeah. check out canna bio group they, they got some good stuff going on they're one of our uh one of our partners that we've taken on one of our sp- first sponsors so shout out to them they're just in the process of launching i think they launched maybe yesterday or today their website but we'll be doing some write-ups on them and whatnot and also we're going to give out a t-shirt today and one of these good looking bag boys
0: and um yeah, we have a little contest. Uh, Travis will mention that later um, about what he uh, is going to have ask you a question. Uh, but we got th- things to talk about. Like I said, we we're going to have that show on Thursday and release it on Friday about what we see online uh, since the rankings come out. There's been a lot of chatter. I mean, it's it's lit fire under some fighters' asses. Gyms are starting to open a little bit. So there's a little chatter on there. Um, first of all, we're going to have uh, Roz Hilton call in. I would say... 20 past nine, Roz, we're going to have you call in and we're going to talk to Roz because there was a calling out there. And we'll get Roz's side of the story and uh, clear it up and see if this fight's going to happen and, and all that other good stuff. But, guys, you know, I did interview Matt Bissett yesterday. And he was on the, the CES web uh, podcast the week before with Bruce Boyington. And we discussed that last week. And, you know, we were talking how that's the fight to make. And uh, you know, the week before I was kinda 50-50. I was thinking, you know, um, you know, I wasn't really sold on it. And then you guys talked me into it, but now Matt yesterday talked me out of it. So, um, final thing on him, I'm gonna play Matt's uh two-minute segment talking about Bruce. And you guys can't talk in between that, or they'll hear you hear you behind, so don't talk any shit about anybody. Um, like we always do behind scenes. Uh <laughs> uh But, yeah, uh, Matt is not giving Bruce the next opportunity to fight for that belt. And we'll play that right now. If you haven't seen it, uh, let me find it right now, and I'll throw it up there. So, this is Matt Bissette, CES featherweight world champion, talking about Bruce. Uh, You
3: know, there's a few fights that interest me. And, uh, you know, obviously Bruce Boyington and I are going back and forth right now. I'd like for that fight to happen. Um, I'd like for that to fight to happen when he gets a victory, uh, unfortunately. Um, I'm actually looking at another guy. I'm not going to any names or anything like that. But we were talking about it before. I was supposed to yeah, mate, play fight May 15th for CES, and then the coronavirus happened. I'd like to still fight that guy. Okay. He's won 16 of his last 17. He's won six in a row. And it just, you know, it it, it makes a lot more sense, man. And, you know, um, like I said, after my couple losses in the UFC – I wanted to get that victory first, feel good, and remind everybody around here that I am that good uh, rather than just coming in and be given a shot at the title after losing two in a row. It doesn't make any sense. Coming off a loss and getting shot at the title does not make sense. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your argument is as far as Bruce being number two and I'm being number one. I don't care if the argument is he was the champion before he gave up the title so that I could come in and beat the crap out of a guy instead of beating the crap out of him. I don't understand, don't, understand that argument, and I don't think it's a valid argument. Um, my, my track record is better than his. He fights good guys, too, but he loses against them. He's fought a ton of good guys, and he's lost against all of them except maybe Sean Soriano, um, you know, So uh, and maybe uh, Saui, you know, off the top of my head. You know, I don't have my, his record yeah. in, in front of me, but um, he, he's good. Bruce is good. You know, don't don't uh, misquote me. He's good. I just think that if you're going to fight for a championship, you should not be coming off a loss. It's, and you know and um, I think that it just looks better uh, give me give me a fight let him fight on the main card Two, one, two one two fights before me maybe co-main event whatever he wins I win we get in each other's face at the end of the night tell him to fuck off and we sign a fucking contract right there you know what I mean it's just better for everybody
0: it sounds like a plan to me Matt that's it all right Right there, man. Hey, I got some good editing editing skills, guys, huh? That fit right in there. It was really good, and I'm surprised you guys can hear it because usually things don't work out for me in the room podcast when I get to the technical things. But I have to give another shout-out to Brian Rossi for hooking me up and building my computer so I can actually do stuff that we just did. So, guys, you heard it, Matt Bissett, talking about how he's wants, he's going to fight the opponent or he's looking to fight the opponent he had when he was matched up in May. Uh, like I said, and we said, he's gonna, he's, he wants Bruce to wait. He wants Bruce to get a quality win. He doesn't believe in one and two. If Bruce is coming off a loss, the big thing is Bruce coming off a loss and the way he lost. Matt is adamant about not giving a title shot or not fighting for a title shot coming off a loss. And that's one of the main reasons why he didn't fight for the title when he came back from the UFC, cause he was coming off a loss. So he didn't think it was right. So I see his point, and Bruce is probably going to fight at Neff, get that win, and then maybe we'll have something uh, hopefully by the end of the year. Who knows? That Neff fight might be at the end of the year the way you know, shit is, is flowing right now. So guys, what's your take on that, and uh, do we put this to rest tonight and just let them chat it out themselves online, and if it picks up steam again, we we jump on it. What do we do here?
1: I tend to agree with Matt in this case. Um, It's a tough situation because I like both fighters, have a ton of respect for both fighters, and their career resume kind of speaks for itself. Matt's 24 and nine. Um, He's coming off back-to-back wins. He's never lost the title at CES. Uh, Bruce 17 and 12 fought some of the toughest dudes on PFL. He's got, um, and he never lost the belt at CES. I mean, it's it is tough in the sense that. I don't like to see title shots off losses either, but I've seen it before. Like it's, it's within new England. Um, it's number one against number two. Uh, I think you just have to kind of make it that way. If Bruce has to fight at NEF and Matt has to fight, uh, one more time and retain the title at CES, so be it. But if we could get this fight in, like you said, sometime near the end of the year, um, all things considered, everything has to play out. No fights are given. Um, but that would be what we'd like to see, I think.
0: All right. Uh, one thing, somebody's asking me a question on, uh, Instagram, not to interrupt this conversation about Matt and Bruce, but this is a, a point I want to get out now, now, because we are going to be talking, talking about Nathan, Nathan, Snake Andrews, someone on Instagram is going, why wasn't he ranked in the new England MMA rankings? And we did explain that, but guys, can you explain that to, uh, the people, uh, uh, David from, uh, Instagram?
2: Yeah, he, um, You know, Nate hasn't fought in New England for a New England promotion yet since being on a major promotional card, so he technically doesn't qualify. You get to fight with one of our, uh, you know, nine New England promotions uh, and be considered in our rankings, so Nate hasn't fought locally in a while. Once he does, he'll be in.
0: Yeah, and uh, to answer your question, also, Nate, when he went live with CES, he even understood why he's not on the rankings because he fought for PFL. And uh, he was, had a scheduled Bellator fight after that. And uh, we don't, you know, Nate coming back, we didn't know, you know, what was going to go on him. So we can't throw him in the rankings. That's like throwing, uh, you know, uh, Sukumtai and, and, and all them people in there. So he's going to be in there next, next round. And we're going to, we are going to talk about Nate tonight too. Uh, probably after Roz comes on. Roz is going to come on in like five minutes. So guys, uh, Roz, your take on this before we move on. On uh, the yeah.
2: Um, So, you know, my opinion, uh, Bruce needs this fight a lot more than besett needs this fight. Um, Bruce is ending. You know, he's forty, forty-one years old. He's ending. The, you know, he's coming towards the end of his MMA career. He wants to go out with a bang. He loved to capture that belt again. Um, but Matt, you know, he's he's a stud, and he's just coming from fighting from the UFC and. Uh, he could find himself back in the UFC again. But if he lost to a Bruce Boyington, it'd be really difficult for Matt Bissett to get back to those big leagues. So it's a tough fight for Matt to take because there's some risk there. Granted, he has the confidence that he's going to beat him. And, um, you know, if he's that confident, take the fight. But uh, I think Bissett needs it much more than Boyington does. Honestly, I don't think this fight gets made. Uh, It just seems like they're they're moving further apart, uh, which is fine. I mean, you know, go about your way and, and take care of your own career, but let's not talk shit online and then, and then and not figure it out and get it on paper. Awesome, awesome. Uh, yeah, and-
1: Lars, I think the tough, the tough thing with that is going to be um, the longer or the, the deeper Bruce gets into his career and fighting on the regional scene, that he's going to want to fight more in NEF than travel down to Connecticut and, and Rhode Island um, to fight Matt that's the thing like um, Bruce knows he's got a few fights left and he's gonna want to do that inside the NEF cage if at all possible
2: yeah yep I, I don't honestly I don't think it happens so it, it's fun to talk about but it's unlikely it's gonna happen inside the cage
0: well there you go uh, Matt talking to him yesterday he has a lot of fights already. ready he is uh, he's not he's not uh, going away for a while he said okay. he's gonna he, he loves the fight. He's in a great place right now with his career, his job, his family, his little daughter, and um, you know, when when we're fly, firing on all cylinders again, it'll be nice to see Matt, the Mangla uh ruling uh, New England once once again, and, and, and can't wait to see what his matchup is. The dude he talked about, I think he said won like his last, won 16 out of 17 fights, so it's, or something like that. I mean, we got to look that guy up uh, uh, somewhere. We got to we got to put in the pieces there and find out. Um,
2: and, and, and just think about that type of win for Matt Bissett's career versus a Bruce Boynton type of mm-hmm. win for Matt Bissett's career. I it's, mean, those, exactly. those are two different worlds. Exactly. Um, you know, who knows who this guy is? But if he's won sixteen out of seventeen, that's not many people do that. So yeah. And and, 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 you
1: know, yeah, Matt, 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 Matt's Matt making another bit in the UFC right there. Yeah, yeah. And
2: well, Matt, you know,
0: also talked about going to fight, you know, before he got, um, the fight in Connecticut, uh, in his hometown, he was thinking of going to one or, uh, somewhere or uh, rising somewhere. He wanted to travel and fight, uh, where the roots of, you know, fighting came from. And then he got, you know, the offer he couldn't refuse fighting in his backyard right in Hartford. And so he put that on hold, but that isn't off the burner still. I mean, Matt could defend this title and then he could fight overseas. He could go get his dream there. So there's a lot of potential for Matt. I mean, what's Matt? 33, 34? How old is he? Is he that old? Yeah,
1: yeah he's, right, he's right in there. Yeah. So um, but that that's the thing too. He's at the point in his career where he's been everywhere Essentially, he's done everything. He's fought in the UFC. He's held a regional title, defended a regional title. So at this point in his career, it would make sense for him to start checking off bucket list items, yeah. fighting overseas, fighting in um, you know, Japan, maybe Abu Dhabi, something like that. Some of those big fight areas um, and, and taking advantage of the situation that he's groomed for himself having such a career.
0: That's funny, Lars. You're answering people on uh, online. I love it because I'm trying to go back and I was gonna tell talk tell you some stuff that they're saying, but you already got the beard joke. Um, And uh, Andrew Jacobs is saying mini docs would be awesome. Flow combat would love it. If I bet too, which means, you know, people are gonna be picking up the stuff that we're doing. I mean, they are already doing it now. Them two videos you put out, we put out today, Lars. The first one, the pro videos, probably up to 450 views on Facebook. It's got like 100 on YouTube. And the amateur took off on YouTube faster than the pros. It's already at probably a hundred views, and we only you only put it out like three hours ago or so. So, uh,
1: oh, man, you know, awesome. join our
0: YouTube channel, New England MMA. Um, it's it's out there. It's been out there for a while. There's loads of stuff on there. Subscribe. Get on there, subscribe, so we can get a thousand uh, followers, and then we can do special things on there, and uh, and and really, really, you know, use YouTube for for a good use in New England. So. Uh, guys, let's hey, move on. Uh, you got anything else to say before I get um, Roz, yeah, is Roz uh,
2: on? Yeah, so I'm gonna I, I'm gonna just,
0: text them now. Uh, you can say a couple more things and while I'm
2: texting them. Yeah, yeah, no. So I was kind of like thinking about the chatter that's been going on since the rankings got released, and I don't want to say that the rankings are the only thing that's creating this chatter in these matchups. I think it's helping. We're at a period where there's no local MMA going on, so there's really not much to talk about, and for some reason there seems to be a lot of talk going on online which is cool um but just off the top of my head i was writing out all right some of the matchups we might get or the, the talking that's begun maybe because of the rankings is boing versus beset we got Roz, who's coming on versus tyler king um connor Barry, jimmy manning yep uh joe Gianetti, nate andrews uh mitch raposa darren mima yep uh, and wasn't Nate Russell, Tyler Randall. Did yeah, yeah, or, there was there Darryl was some,
0: there was some talk right there. Um, we I got Dan, some...
1: Dan, some Dan Cormier too. Yeah, Dan Cormier, yeah. you were talking yep. about
0: that that week before. Oh, I mean, I don't. Yeah, so we're gonna talk awesome. to Roz, and then we can cover them some of them fights after. Let me just give him a text. Yeah, man. And, I was just um... hyping the show,
2: even just hyping the show, bro. No, I know, I know.
0: I know. <laughs> <laughs> is all fired up. All right, there he is. I'm going to tell him I'm calling now. Pick up Rath. No, I, I got to tell him first. Calling now. Let's see what he says. See what he says. For such a huge guy, he's so... He's so, you, Jack. He's you, so laid That's back awful. while he taught... Like, he's so laid back and um, a really good dude. Very, very...
1: Yeah, he had me at his, his house point a couple weeks ago when Chris was up there, and uh, they couldn't have been better. Uh, uh, they could have been better um, hosts to me up there. That was pretty cool. All
0: right, let me get his picture up there. Um, it's cutting my nose off. That's all right because it's too big anyway. All right, let me call him. Roz Hilton, coming up. Roz, how are you, buddy? Pretty good.
4: Just hanging out at home, waiting to chat with you gentlemen. How are you feeling?
0: Nice. Uh, how's it look out there? Are you watching the show or are you just listening?
4: Well, I was watching the show, but then, you know, my, uh, my screen turned into a piece of my ear, so I'll have to check it out after we're done.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's one big ear in that screen there, Roz. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, my man. Uh, as you know, I got Laz and um, Travis on the show, and uh, Travis was just talking about how he uh, he was see he saw you last week, man. How was that, and how'd that go?
4: Yeah, just a few weeks ago. Um, I had Chris down, you know. So I've I been getting the work in. Uh, he's got EKFC eleven next month that he's getting ready to go and smash his boy on, and I'm looking to get some traction and. Uh, Tiger up here so that we can get a match going, because it's actually a year ago today that I actually signed a contract for a fight with him. That was the second one that fell through, and I, you know, I guess third time's the charm. Either he steps up or he needs to shut up. Uh,
0: Your wife did send me that contract, so I do have... um... Some paper, some evidence that that contract was signed by you, Raz. So you know me, I go to the store. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you put, you get your facts straight, bro. Uh, I would hate to go against you in court. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, very much. I just wish taking your first. <laughs> I have one of those too, brother. Um, all right, so, Roz, we're talking about. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Tyler, or a lot of it about Tyler. Let me get his picture up here, even though you probably don't want it up there, but it'll look good with you two guys uh, next to each other. Yeah, hey, hey, yeah, that's fine. And not everybody knows who he is
4: anymore, so <laughs> please, by all means, let's, let's get all the information <laughs> out to in the open. That's what I'm looking
0: for. All right, Roz. Uh, you know, it's no secret that he made a post or he made something or a comment And then you responded with a go live and I had no, nothing about nothing. I didn't know anything about it. So let's, let's talk a little bit about how this started. Um, and how this, you know, disrespect and, uh, from him to you lit a fire on your ass to, to get this fight going.
4: Yeah, it really did. That wasn't my, uh, not my best, uh, showing, unfortunately. I, uh, so just to give you a little context here, uh, He and I actually started off on much more uh, neutral and then somewhat friendly terms. We were supposed to train together, I think it was three years ago or so. We had talked a couple of times, and then uh, I didn't hear from him for a while. And then he popped up after either my first or second pro win, either with uh, Mike Hansen, who's, again, a great guy. I I know all you guys know who the mustache is, and then uh, we had an out-of-counter. Eric Ramsey came in from Oklahoma, so after one of these two fights, he pops up on the comment and uh, just, like, says something random, just grab my attention, and then there were some uh, conversations with uh, local promotion to get one going, never gained any traction, and then a year ago, I signed a contract because we were supposed to get one, Uh, uh, (laughs) so here's a funny little tidbit. Mentioning Chris Sorrow, if I had signed, if I had not fought Chris, if Tyler had jumped on and signed that contract, which I told him, I'm at a fixed rate, if you need to negotiate for more money, go ahead and do so, but I want this fight. If he had taken that fight, I would have never met Chris, and we would have never gone through with it then and there. But, fortunately, fate intervened, and I got one of my best friends now, and... Fast forward a little while longer, we've got my wife, who is defending me on Facebook after my loss to Chris, and Tyler jumps on and starts heckling her about he's only as good as his last win and so on, so they go back and forth a bit, and I thought, you know, whatever, he's going to do his thing, and okay, it's part of the game, but. I took issue with the fact that he was already starting to lean into my wife instead of me. You know, we're fighters. We're supposed to be dealing with each other directly, or with management, or a promotion, or whatever. Then, we fast forward to the Terrence fight, and as you all know, uh, Steve stopped it. Uh, I don't know how unconscious I was, but he seemed like he said that it was time. So, I get I take a loss. I walk outside the cage. And then Tyler bumps into me and does the, like, thumb across the throat, I'm going to kill you type of thing. Which, you know, I, I said some smack talk right back to him because, you know, we're in public, I'm not going to not respond. But, I, again, I didn't think much of it until about a month later. My wife tells me that he was doing it to her and my 15-year-old daughter. Page side. Okay? This is where I take issue. You want to get in my face, you want to call me all kinds of trash, by all means, run your mouth. Part of the game, we all got that competitive edge, we all got that aggression, going fine. But leave my family out of it for one. And if you're going to threaten somebody, it better not be my wife or my kid. Emotionally, I want to break this man and leave him in a gutter somewhere. However, I'm a professional athlete. So I've given him the opportunity to step up and back up his words. Because thus far, the only interaction we've had as of late is him heckling my wife and threatening said wife and child in a public venue. This is what drove me over the edge. Because I get home one day after work, shortly after hearing that, and I find a friend request and that message that basically to me said that I'm too scared to fight him. When, in fact, it has been the complete opposite. And you should have screenshots right now saying how difficult he is to work with. He has deliberately overbid himself to more than the two promotions that I've had very specific interactions with in relation to him. And he wanted an appearance fee from NEF. I mean, come on, dude. This isn't Bellator. This isn't T.F.L. This isn't the UFC. We're on the regional circuit. Let's... Give the promoters something to work with. Obviously, we want a good fight. We want to get paid. But let's also be rational with who we're dealing with and what level we're dealing with right now. He's not on The Ultimate Fighter anymore. He's right down here with me, trying to make a living like everybody else does. If he wants to leverage his name, his image, and all of that, fine. By all means, do your thing. But deliberately overbidding just so that you can save face is utterly ridiculous and especially after all the online drama that he's been running with. so here we are it's personal he's being an imbecile and normally where i would allow that to pass he's taken that extra step over the line to where i feel like there is no other recourse once upon a time we could go out we could have a fist fight behind the bar and it would be over with but that's not the time so here we are, third time the John. Step up or shut
0: up. I have nothing else to say after this. That's my time. Um. So, have you have you reached out to any promotions? Um. While this chat has been going on, is there any? Um, oh, absolutely. Like I know, has do you know if Tyler's been reaching out at all, or he was it just like him trying to you know get you rivaled <laughs> up, and he hasn't followed through with it?
4: As far as I know for any fact, he has not followed through on anything. He is once again stirring the pot, and he's been put out on blast by more than just me. Um, the owner of Premier, actually, Karen. Karen Katlesch. I had a great time when I was down there. Didn't get the results I wanted, but still, it was a good promotion to work on there. And, you know, I haven't had any downstep. step. N.E.F. has been great to me. C.S. is great. Premier doing the same thing. A lot of these promoters are really just looking to put on a show with and do the best that they can, generally speaking. Karen went out there when Tyler tried to put on uh, some type of bravado comment and said that he had done exactly what I've been describing here. He's constantly saying that he's going to do something, and then after we come to an agreement, he goes and says, "Nope, wait, I don't want more money for this, I want more money for that, I want more money for an appearance. And at this point, it's all just head games that I don't have time for. So, like I said, either come throw down or leave me and my family alone. This is the most ridiculous schoolyard nonsense that I've had to deal with since Brad Lee, And that was his pro debut, all right? I expect somebody to act a fool when they're getting all... Piped up with adrenaline, it's their first time out, and, you know,
0: you got the crowd and whatever, but this man's been in, what, 17, 18 professional fights? Come on, really. Hey, guys, uh, anything you want to say to Tyler? You, you know, you guys have been following this. I, I, of course, follow it all over, and, you know, Tyler's no stranger to jumping on comments, calling anyone out, and stating his mm-hmm. opinions opinions on a lot of different topics um i'm cordial with tyler um i i cringe a lot when i see stuff that he writes i mean but um you know people, no, no. people i don't
4: <laughs> know where i saw this but somebody called him tiger cringeworthy somewhere <laughs> but so, i uh, mean i don't know whose Facebook page your or whatever it was on but he was like tiger king uh tiger the king of cringeworthy or some crap like that, I don't that know. that's awesome it was, it was hilarious well
0: it's it's his stick so i mean it's not a very good win to some people, but, I mean, he's sticking with it. So, um any, hey, guys, you got anything to say to Roz or anything about this matchup or, or, or let it fly? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This hey, Roz, been this, been this is Lars. Oh, wait. What's, what's what's oh, wait, wait, um, wait, wait, wait a minute. Uh, Roz, 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 that question was for them. Let them, uh,
2: they're going to talk for a second. Yeah, sorry, guys. Hey, Roz, it's Lars. How's it going? Hey, thanks,
4: Lars.
2: Um, no, honestly, uh, the, the gauntlet has been thrown. Um, which is pretty cool to see because you're a pretty mellow guy and uh, honestly like when I first heard about the fight I was kind of like semi-interested uh, but after hearing you talk uh, I'm, I'm I'm all in now this is cool um, because didn't know some of that behind the scenes stuff and you know at this point it's time for Tyler to, uh, to step up you know obviously um, sure. the opportunity has been there a few times but uh, now you're you're a pretty chill dude but are you going to approach this fight any differently? You, you obviously want to go in there for the kill, but you're not one to uh, be, um, you know, too aggressive out of the gate. Uh, do you foresee you guys standing and banging in the middle of the cage?
4: I'm sorry, you broke it just a little bit. What was that last oh, question right. about in the middle
2: of the cage? Stand, do you
0: uh, you think this is going to be a stand and bang, or do you think Tyler might try to take it to the ground and and you know what I mean? Oh,
4: oh. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, Lars, I really do feel like his only chance is on the ground with the jitsu I mean, like I said, last fight out there, we all saw to go down to a rear naked choke. The only thing we've done of note lately has been Jiu-Jitsu matches. And, I mean, let's face it, they're, uh, what, four times in a row, five times in a row. Every time somebody touches his chin, he just goes to sleep. So, no, he doesn't want to stand and trade. He's... A little too flat-footed, from what I've seen, to really have any level of prolific striking. So he's going to try to barrel in and drag it down to where he feels strong. It's the smart thing to do.
0: Excellent. Um, well, we have a card schedule for Neff. When is that? Is, Octo- is that October? Is that the Neff? Uh, Nef- September. September twenty second. Is it, guys? I mean, shit's happening out there. Is this a? I'm answering. I'm asking this to all three of you. Is that a real, a real thing that could happen in, in, in your eyes? What's your opinion on this, this card in September? Can it happen?
2: Yeah, so here's my take on it. Um, the way things are evolving right now, I don't foresee uh, a place being able to hold more than 500 people in the state of Maine before the end of the year. And I don't foresee how these promotions can put fights on and make it profitable with only putting 500 people in the seats. These guys, they they stay alive and make money through, through ticket sales. And if you can't put at least a thousand people in a building and sell tickets, you're probably not going to make any money as a promotion. So I think Mm -hmm. if, I think if these fights happen, they're going to happen in New Hampshire, New Hampshire is going to allow up to 2,500 people or so in a space. And, And if that means we are going to New Hampshire every weekend, we're going to New Hampshire every weekend, but I think if the promotions were smart, they'd be looking to, to get in that state sooner and later. So I think you're going to see more than one promotion in New Hampshire when this is all said and done.
0: Well, you know, we can move around. We can, I mean, New Hampshire's closer than Maine. We can get Roz, on a, Roz and uh, Tyler on a fight in, in New Hampshire somewhere. I'm sure it can happen. Um, Roz, you know, if, if Tyler doesn't bite and, you know, want to follow through with this or just plays with you, you know more in the future. Is there anyone else on this on this uh, list that interests you, or is there anyone else out there that would be a fun fight? That, or is it just uh, you know you're just thinking of Tyler right now, and you know when the you know cards open up, then you're thinking about another opponent.
4: Oh no, I uh, I don't have the list out in front of me right now, but thanks to the top ten list, I'm pretty sure there's three of those middle spots that I'll gladly jump onto instead. And as I said. With Tyler's personal, that's obviously the fight that I want, is to just get that done and taken care of. But that doesn't mean I'm ignoring the fact that there are other great opportunities there. Um, I think, uh, who was it? Oh, I can't remember right now. Um, one of the guys, I think it was Keith, had jumped on the comments. And, uh, oh, Keith Bell. Said something about,
0: yeah, that's right.
4: Yeah. Bad news. Uh, I've seen him fight. He's a gamer. Uh, he's another one who likes to be all do a guy. He so actually he, he, not, he so knocked he knocked he knocked out Tyler oh, King. Sorry,
0: he knocked out Tyler King also. Yeah. And not that would be the better
4: fight. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I, mean <laughs> uh, obviously, I want the rematch with Terrence at some point, but I need to have that coming off of a win. So that's another conversation I'll continue on. But yeah, there are some really good fighters in the top ten. So by all means, I'll jump on there with whoever is willing to step in i have i have a certain way of going about things uh, as, i don't know where i read this quote either but somewhere in my recent readings i've seen that um combat is a form of worship and that is how i look at this and that's probably another reason why Sally's kind of rung my bell a little bit is uh i have a certain level of respect for anyone who's willing to sign a contract and step in for a one-on-one confrontation where you are literally playing with your own life. It says indemnity up to and including death, any bodily injury. I have a certain level of respect for anyone who's willing to take that, 100%. But (laughs) he's gone and walked through my temple with his shoes on, mud all on his boots, pissed on the altar. I mean, come on. Uh, I got nothing but disdain for this child, and he means his thanking. So, I'm looking to hand out some punishment first, but, barring that, I'm a professional, and I'm looking to go wherever the best competition is, and I see some really good names on there.
0: So, sure, let's see what happens. Awesome. Uh, Before I let you give your your, your final say, and maybe some thank yous to some people out there, I'm just going to say one thing. I did contact Roz, and I did contact Tyler King. And we did talk. To I wanted them both on the show together tonight, especially, uh, to have them both Skyped in like you two guys there. And um, Roz accepted, 100%. And Tyler King, he did answer me, but he gave me um, a kind of joke comment, what do you want to talk about? Mm-hmm. So um, I didn't follow through with it. I figured if he really wanted to come on the show, he would reach out to me. And Because I'm not going to yeah. chase people. I'm going to ask you, you want to come on? You come on if you don't. Uh, I move on, Roz came on, Roz wanted to tell, you know, everyone out there what's going on, that, you know, the contract is fresh ink if Tyler wants it. So I love it, I love it, Raz, that you came on and you cleared it up and you told us uh, how this all transpired and how you're going to end it if you get the opportunity. So dude, shout out whatever you want, uh, family, friends, uh, trainer partners, anyone you want, and we'll let you enjoy the rest of your night and our show.
4: Yeah, um, absolutely everyone. Uh, My family, of course, wife, children have always been there dealing with my insanity all the way through this camp. So, Well, any and all throughout my career. So I wouldn't be anywhere without my support system, and it all starts with them. Uh, My coaches, uh, I could go through the whole list, but I'm going to stick with just my corners and hope that everybody else understands. So uh, Coachie, Andrew Campbell, uh, Coach John Rayo, Chris McBean have been instrumental in getting me where I need to be so that I can be ready for absolutely everyone. And they brought together some really amazing uh, gyms, dojos, and groups of people who continue to grind even in the middle of pandemic season. So I uh, thank you all and my training partners who are coming in to give me the work even in the middle of all this insanity. Um, all my sponsors, starting from PNC, who's been right there from the beginning, right here on 85 Western in South Portland. Uh, recently, Jack and Jill is also right down the road from me. I'll be going in there for strength and conditioning and getting some personal training. So if you're in South Portland, Portland area, please, Jack and Jill, for uh, fitness and personal training. Dark Arbor Tattoo Society, Shark Mars, and the guys put on some really amazing artwork on people. And... Uh, Ryan's own beef jerky. If you, I know you and Travis, oh and, um, yeah, I
0: ate. Every, I, I think I ate orange. the plastic wrap around it. I ate. Every, right. Yeah. <laughs> we would. Li- they were like. It was like licorice to us. It just. Uh, you know. See? It uh-huh. was. It was good stuff. The
4: man stuff. is a genius.
0: Yeah. It was good stuff. I have to say.
4: One hundred percent. And yeah, um, everybody out there, please try local. There are a lot of businesses who are hurting right now. I've only mentioned a handful, but please remember, we got a lot of people who are struggling. I know we all are, but if you have anything at all to help with, please buy local, help out your local community. And on my own personal standpoint, I'd like to tell absolutely everyone, please, martial arts is how we get better people in general, better behavior, better ways to move through life. And especially where we've had so much controversy lately, I'm putting myself out there for law enforcement as well. You all know that I've personally trained hand-to-hand with a handful of officers recently, but over the course of my life, with a lot. Our police force has one of the biggest jobs to do with some of the smallest amount of resources to do it with. So, any officers out there who aren't getting regular training, if you're not spending at least 20% of your time training, please, come find me. I am not hard to find, either physically or on social media, and I'm glad to help you in whatever way is going to improve life for you and the people around you. So, please, uh, anybody else, if you guys know any law enforcement who is not enrolled in regular training two, three times a week on a minimum, grab them by the hand, walk them into the dojo as soon as you can, or gym, or whatever happens to be near you, and help our civil servants. Get to a higher level of expertise because the more experts you have, the less mistakes you have, and the more mistakes can be corrected before they turn to
0: terrible. Excellent, Jesus! That I should have had you end the show with that. My <laughs> God, I'm gonna have to cut that out and re- reshare it at the end of the show. That was fabulous, brother. Man, good stuff, man. I love it, bro. Um, thanks so much, Roz, for coming on and uh, you know sharing. You know. Your story with uh, about King and, you know, putting it out there, bro. I, I love it, and we'll definitely keep in touch and talk. I might see it. I don't know if you're going to travel to uh, Chris's fight, but I might take a Greyhound and go see him.
4: <laughs> I am 100% doing everything I can to be right there. He's All been right. there for me. I'm going to be there for him. And thank you, guys. I know I'm a little erratic and all over the place tonight, but I appreciate your patience with me and all you do for us here on the regional scene. So, keep it up. Keep spreading the word. We love it.
0: Alright, my man. Uh, anything you want to say to Roz before he goes, guys? They just flipped you off. Hey, Never mind. It's all. Uh, I,
1: I, just, I just want to say one thing. I want to say, I want to say hi to Tater and Scrope before he hangs up the phone. What are they? Animals? You'll know what that
0: means. <laughs> What's he got? Stuffed animals? What are you talking about?
1: Rast <laughs> will know what that means. That's his wife's dog, Peter and Scro. <clears throat> we're all animal
0: lovers here. All animal lovers. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. I'm gonna let you go, Raz. We're gonna talk about a couple of the matchups we saw online, and then we're gonna um, end the show, and then uh, go enjoy our nights as well. So thanks a lot again, hell buddy. Yeah. Sounds good. Get on that. I want to hear about this too. Thank All you. right, buddy. I'll talk to you later. Have a good night. You too.
2: Good stuff. Hey, do uh, you uh, want to give away the shirt? or? Leave yeah, let's give 14? it away
0: now because we have about uh, uh, 15 people on and we'll give it away now. Uh, we have some people on Instagram that could probably play too, but that video is going to shut down soon because that only goes for an hour and then uh, Instagram shuts down. Uh, so go ahead. We're giving away a newenglandmma.org shirt. Um, nice shirt right there. It's very breathable shirt. It's a great summer shirt, I must say. It's great too. It goes with everything.
2: It works with the mask as well. Yes,
0: yes, yes, it does. It doesn't work like anything else out there either. So, um, so how are we giving this way? Uh Travis has some kind of contest. Travis is a memorabilia collector, an MMA guru of special little knickknacks. He's probably got of. A safe the size of his house somewhere, stashed with all this shit. Uh, What are we doing here, Travis? What are we doing? We're we're giving it away, and how are we giving it away?
1: All right, so I got this card in the mail today, Rob Font. It's from 2020 tops Knockout. It's numbered, serial numbered out of 50 cards made. I have approximately 20 of them total. Uh, I want you to tell me what number this is out of 50, and the closest person or the person who gets it right first will decide. Somebody's going to get a free t-shirt. Someone's
0: getting a free t-shirt. So one through 50, you get the one number, through 50. you get the number, you get the closest to it. You get a shirt tonight. So, uh, Laos, can you type that in, uh, in the feed there? Can you put that? Did you already sure. do it? <laughs> I was going to say, he's way ahead of me. He's got like, it's already out there. Um, so, all right, guys, while Laz is doing that, let me get these pictures out of there, and then we'll talk about the next matchup. All right, guys. Uh, We've I only already got...
1: got guesses rolling. What's that? We've already got guesses rolling in, and yeah. no one's got it oh, right. Oh, there yet. it is. All right, cool. Terrence already on it. Terrence, I don't think it's –
0: oh, we, yeah, we got have extra large.
2: <laughs> by the end of the show, if nobody gets it correct, it's going to be the closest. Yeah, it's know? going to be the
0: closest to the yeah. number yeah. if uh if no one gets it. What Lars, say, Oh, I was gonna. I thought Lars say I pick one to 50. I thought you pick picking 50 <laughs> numbers, all right, guys. We had a couple of other um interesting chats online, and we know fighters are on edge, they want to fight, they need things to talk about. We come out with these rankings, and um, you know, fighters are talking about the rankings, and then some people jump on their feeds and say, fuck You or whatever.
2: Um, can we just uh, stop real quick? Yeah, uh, go ahead, Connor Barry. You just guessed the same number.
1: Somebody, three people before you guessed. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Connor Barry that's a different number and drawing cool pictures. Fucking three
0: people guessed 33. Holy shit, you're all getting a fucking sleeve you of the can shirt. That. We're gonna have to cut the shirt in three pieces, you fucks.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> Who joined late? <me>, Connor
0: Barry. <laughs> He came just for the contest.
1: Oh. <laughs> All right, guys. I think terrible. we should send him a T-shirt anyway. Hey, I
0: how are you? Oh my. Oh my God. All right. So, hey, since Conor Barry's on, let's talk about Conor Barry. Um, <laughs> Conor Barry, man, just signed with um, yeah. um, who did Top Game Management? Tyson Shadi just signed. And oh, what? Well, that's how this matchup p- transpired, or how the chatter about this. He put out a post saying that he signed with um, Connor. Put out a post saying he signed with top top game management. Uh, everyone's congratulations. And then there was a post or a comment by Jimmy Manning that Connor did not like. So Connor called him out and said, "I'll stop my uh, my new career or my uh, you know being managed by them, and you'll be my first victim." So there was some chat going on and back and forth. And Connor got a message from Jimmy that he will he'll gladly take the fight at Cage Titans, and Connor seems to want that fight. So I have their their both pictures up here with their record. Jimmy Manning, you know, I don't know what his if he's still fighting. If he's, you know, no one's fighting right now. We understand that, but he's he's still in that that mind that he still wants to fight. Um, I don't know. What do you think about this matchup and what do you think about as far as Jimmy Manning coming back to the cage and would this be the fight that you that he would want to come back to?
1: man i don't I don't know if this is the I don't think this is the fight that Jimmy wants to come back to. Uh, you look at Connor Connor's record and his losses are to tough dudes um, Con, Connor's legit and Jimmy hasn't fought in a little while and I think he um i there's no question jimmy would step up and and, and fight connor i I don't think there would be any problem making the fight i just think that connor's more fight ready connor's been head in the game a little bit longer than jimmy has and uh connor's headed in a different direction than jimmy manning right now
2: lars yeah um I, i i agree with what travis is saying um you know, I think Jimmy's pretty old, getting up, I don't want to say old, he's getting up there, he's, right? Isn't I he's think he's around
0: he no, he's, I think he hit 40, he might be
2: 41. 40? I, 40, I, 40 I yeah. Think, so, I mean, he's up there, I don't know if he's been training much over the past, you know, I think his last fight was Dan Dubuque, who handled him pretty grotesquely. I think he might have had one fight <laughs> uh, against
0: Dan, uh, he had a rematch, I think, against, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, Remy Yanis. Yeah, or... he, he rematched him, yep. Yeah, yeah, I beat him, but the the Dubuque fight was just a uh, a bloodbath. It was gross. Um, But, yeah, you know, they're on two different trajectories, in in my opinion. You got Conor Berry, who, again, has lost the the stiffest of the stiff competition. Um, Manning's kind of been on the outskirts of the regional scene for a few years. Um, I thought he was retired at one point and came back for that Dubuque fight, maybe. So who knows? I mean, uh, it'd be cool to to get you know. I like the matchup. I think it'll be entertaining, but I think you know Connor's a better fight.
0: Well, here's the thing: um, when we did the when we did the rankings, Jimmy was actually on the list to pick for the mm-hmm. rankings, so he could be you know you know he could have been 11. Who knows? He could have been 12. Connor's Con eight. I think Connor should be higher than that. Uh, talking to Connor offline. He says, you know, looking at Jimmy's record, that's, you know, his record's better than Connor's. That's that's what Connor told me. He said Jimmy's record's better than mine. Look at who
2: he beat, though. That's yeah, that's. Yeah, it. yeah, look, yeah we so understand. Let me, that. let me read off. Let, let me read off Jimmy Manning's wins here. He's six and one, so his record looks great, and that's a little deceiving though, because he's beating an O and O Ryan Bartolomeo. He's beaten an 0-0 David McClendon. He's beaten an 0-0 Kevin Schroeder. He's beaten an 0-8 Montoyo Swilling. He's beaten a 7-15 Fernando Perez and then beat a 7-16 Fernando Perez. So, um, and then the one tough fight he had, Dan Dubuque, he lost. So, I don't know. Uh, I, I just don't I don't think you're on the well, on the well here, 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 All right,
0: here's where it comes into play. Uh, here's where this comes into play. It was the... It was the shit... The shit talk and the disrespect that's getting this fight going. Do you think fights should happen because of that, regardless of ranking or records? If somebody wants to fight somebody, just because they called them out, and and the, they're willing to fight, does it matter if number eight fights number twelve or number five five fights number eleven in your eyes?
1: No, uh-huh. oh, this is a tough. This yeah, is a tough. situation right here. I think. Uh, I, like i said connor's career is going in a trajectory than um than jimmy is and i don't think connor should even be wasting his time right now with jimmy manning um jimmy manning is one of those guys that um would take the fight just to put his name back out there shoot some shit um talk some shit and go into cage titans and probably get submitted by connor barry i would assume
2: yeah, you know, initially Connor was calling for two other South Shore guys. Yes. Uh, and Brandon Fleming and Zach Deep Sabatino, and all of a sudden a third South Shore guy inserts himself into the picture. I think those first two fighters uh, are better uh, fight for yeah. Connor Barry at this point in his career. Uh, we know Brandon Fleming is taking a little bit of time away. He's yeah. having a baby soon. I think he's not planning to fight until next year. But who knows? We, no one might be fighting until next year, so might not be a big deal. Or Zach Desab fight either one of those I like a lot better than Jimmy Manning. But um, who's gonna you know a lot of times it comes down to who signs on the dotted line first. And who who can sell
0: them tickets and and like Dave Sparrow saying out there, it doesn't matter. Drama makes good fights. I mean, uh, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, I mean, it'll be great for us to lead up to it. You know, we'll have plenty of content and uh, it'll be taking place at Cage Titans. We know that fight would have would have to take place at there. So. You know it would be a, a, a pretty packed house and a, a lot of energy going in there. So, it's up in the air. I mean, Connor wants to fight. Jimmy hasn't. I don't know if Jimmy has ma- messaged him again. I don't know if there's any more dialogue. Um, but if there is and Connor still wants to fight, we'll be around and ready to promote it for both of these guys and get it going.
1: Yeah, I wonder if some of Jimmy's trash talk might have come from a, a night of uh, partying maybe a little bit well, because, that, that's uh, where mine comes from. <laughs> I don't know. I think you might be. I think you might be barking up the wrong tree. I love Jimmy, but he's. T- I mean, like I said, you, I, I just you think. You know what? It also,
2: tips you off. He needs to
1: stay- yeah.
2: Wait, when you see his his uh, comments on threads at like one thirty in the morning, you're like, hmm. Wonder what's going on right now. Yeah. Uh,
0: well, he's enjoying the good life. I mean, you know what I mean. It's like, um, and then shit's happening, and he's a fighter, and. He sees somebody, you know, uh, you know, making it through and, and getting better things. And he's like, hey, I want to take that guy out. Oh, maybe I can have what's his. Or I don't know. I don't know what goes through fighters' minds, why they just jump it off.
1: Makes the a ton, it makes a ton of sense for Jimmy. Well, Connor
0: makes just, a ton Conor of sense.
2: Just responding, he wants to smash Jimmy. So it looks like we can put D-Sab and Fleming to the rest <laughs> of
0: this yeah. point. Yeah. I, like I said, I talked to Connor. He's like, I want this fight. It's like,
2: Cool. Let's
0: do it. All right. So, I mean, we'll wait and see and see what happens. I mean, like we said, fights might not be happening, but, you know, maybe it'll happen in the parking lot or something. Who fucking knows?
2: Mike, Mike Pulver. Connor. What? There you go.
0: Who's, is someone saying something? Who's saying that?
1: Put your, no, I'm just saying, put, put your career. Connor knows. And I think we'll tell him the studio's face. Put put your career headed in the right direction. Jimmy Manning is not putting your career headed in the right direction. You need a D Sab or somebody else. You can smash like like Steve just said. You can smash Connor. I mean, you can smash uh, uh, Jimmy out in the parking lot of Cage Titans, and he'd probably let you.
2: What what if we do? Uh, Connor has two fights in a night. He gets Jimmy Manning first, and then D Sab second. That'd be kind of cool.
0: You're an asshole. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what's funny? Connor asked uh, to get off point. He asked if his number 33 was the winner. <laughs> yeah, you get the lower <laughs> level of the shirt, Connor. You can you can have the belly yeah. fucking the, the belly, belly part of it. All right, guys, let's move on. We um, saw him. Let's more guesses, one to 50. Two fights would would, would one money. <laughs> fucking Connor, I love that kid. All right, so let's move on because <laughs> hey, hey, this is a big one. This is huge. I mean, we you know we thought Bruce and uh, and Matt talking and having them uh, on CES and talking was huge. This is huge, uh, guys. You wanna you know what I'm gonna talk about next? Uh, Nate yep. Andrews and JoJo Giannetti. Come, guys. This is right in your field. You guys take the take the lead here. Talk about this,
2: guys. Holy regional MMA boner. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, this is, like, right from the gods. <laughs> uh, when, uh, you know, when I saw um, Andrews on the CES podcast the other day, and he kind of brought up our rankings and, um, you know, what's going on. He was bummed he wasn't on him, first of all. But then he immediately called out number one, Joe Gianetti. I was like, ooh, didn't see that coming. And uh, that's I kind of like that matchup. And then Giannetti responded, and uh, it seems like he's all for it. So this, I think it's a great matchup. Um, you know, both these guys with slick submission skills, um, who fought at the highest level, it, it, it would be really cool to see. You know, does that happen? Probably happens at CES.
0: Oh, most, um, well, it was
2: for the belt. It's the it's the belt. Yeah, the belt is on the line. So if, if you know, and I think it's a good matchup for both guys because they both got street cred. Um, they're both super tough fighters, and it's a big win on the regional scene if you get that W, and it gets you noticed real quick by the next level. Uh, you know, the guy who loses, you, you take a step back, but you're still not out of the picture of getting to the next level again. So I think it's an awesome matchup. It makes sense for both guys at this point in their careers.
0: Do you think, I mean, Joe responded he's going to take this fight. What do you think as far as the matchup itself? I mean, you know, we got two friggin' high-level grappling submission artists here. Uh, long, you know, fast, technical, Joe's a lot younger, uh, Nate's a lot more experienced. What are you thinking about the matchup itself,
2: fellas? Uh, you know, here's one of those, those things when I think of this matchup, both guys are super slick on the ground. So you're like, oh, they're going to grapple it. It could be one of those fights where they stand and bang, uh, just cause they know they're both good on the ground. And, um... You know who has the better striking? I, I probably give Nate the slight edge in striking, um, but you know Joe's evolved and, and he's still young and he's getting better and so. But I don't know, what do you think, Travis?
1: I don't know Joe. Uh, I've always liked Joe's striking. I wish he'd go awkward. back to more it of, of it. He's
2: awkward. Yeah.
1: yeah, he's he's unorthodox and
2: stuff like that. He's unorthodox. Spinning
1: shit in there. Yeah. yeah, and I really like it. And he, I wished I remember. My, on the finale of the Ultimate Fighter, I wish he would have struck uh, with Mike Trazano a little bit more um, and showed some of that because he, everyone knows him as a submission uh, specialist, but uh, he's got some pretty cool techniques standing too. But I'm not saying that uh, by any means he's gonna out technical uh, on the on the feet with Nate, but um, he's definitely can hold his own. He could throw Nate not some stuff he's never seen before because Nate's fought at the highest level for PFL. Um, and, and you look at Nate's two two losses that he's had in his last three fights, and they're both decisions to uh, Chris Wade. Super tough dude. Nate showed on the regional scene that he's a force to be reckoned with regionally, but he has showed that he can sputter in some of the bigger fights. Um, it took him a little bit of, uh, too much time both times against uh, Wade to start uh, upping his production in the striking department and to uh, have any chance of winning those decisions. But um, I think... Nate would be more comfortable in the regional scene again just for a couple a couple rounds. And I think that whoever wins this fight, if this fight was made, could easily be called up to the UFC.
0: Did you see Joe's response to him? Um, I don't know it word by word, but the last thing he said was, that belt would look great in my garage. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you yes. gotta love his confidence. I mean, uh, this is... I mean, Joe... He needs this fight. I mean, I mean, Nate calls him out. I mean, does he have to take this fight... I mean, is unless he goes to the contender or something like this, is this the fight that he has to take because he's been called out for and he has responded?
1: Why This no? would be the biggest way for this would be the biggest way for JoJo to get back to where he should be, still in my opinion, and that's on the UFC roster. And if it's going to come regionally, if it's going to come from uh, inside New England, and Nate's back on the New England scene with CES, this is the fight too. I mean, this launches both of their careers, regardless of who wins. Um, I just think it's one of those blockbuster fights that we can propel one of the best lightweights, probably on the East Coast, back into the UFC or into the UFC for their first time. Um, this is this is a great fight to make. Do, do you know? I, mean, um, I, I, do you, I don't think
2: it. Do you
0: know that?
1: it
2: gets any better for for Joe. Honestly, like. This fell into his lap, and I think it's great. Um, you're fighting a guy who's fought for major promotions for a belt on UFC Fight Pass. Uh, the the company you want to fight for owns that company, UFC Fight Pass. Um, it'll be a main event. It will hopefully be one of the first cards back, so everybody would be clamoring to go see a live fight. Um, I mean, this it's it doesn't get much bigger than that in the regional scene. And you know, if you beat a guy like Nate Andrews, uh, your next call's coming from one of the big boys.
0: Exactly. And you know, Joe didn't leave the UFC or leave the contender. You know, in that, you know, in in a positive way in the UFC. But he's been staying the course. He's been behaving himself. He's been producing. He's been doing what he needs to do to get back in the eyes of the UFC. He just got called out by Nate Andrews. He's number one in New England. The kid has made his way back, so I have to give him credit, and I have to give him, you know, respect uh, for if he, you know, taking this fight. And he is going to the UFC. If he ends up beating Nate, there's no denying. You cannot deny that uh, that Joe needs to go back to the UFC in some way, shape, or form, Uh, either contender series or uh, you know a a notice fight or something. Because, uh, but. Joe could go before that. I mean, or any of these fighters could go before that. They might not get another regional fight. They might be on the contender series. They might be on a a, a late notice fight. They might be on fucking Fighter Island. We don't know, but it's exciting because we have options here. And that big news right there, uh, that's fucking huge. And Matt Bissette's on right now. You know, how about Bruce Boynton fighting somebody? Matt Bissette fighting the guy he was talking about, and Nate Andrews and fucking. Joe Giannetti on the same fucking card back. Three, friggin', you know. I don't know. You know, Bruce's wouldn't be a title fight, but you got two big title fights there. You got Nate Andrews coming back to the cage. You got Giannetti for the first time. I think would be fighting for CES. Correct.
1: It would be, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh it's a no. It's a no brainer. Yeah, I. I mean, it's not like Joe is taking the correct path to get back to the UFC right now. He came off the UFC. He lost a tough uh, fight to Juan Owens, uh, decision where he just didn't do enough to win. Similar to the decision that he lost to um, Trizano, he just didn't do quite enough to win. Um, Joe then came back with wins over Roberto Young and uh, Co- uh, Connor Barry, two big wins um, against some some nice regional talent. Um, his next step has to be up. He was scheduled to fight uh, Luis de Lima for um uh, cage titans before the pandemic and uh this guy was like 11 and 1 or something so he's his next step has to be his launching point for the UFC
0: excellent 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 and as far as Nate winning this fight getting that title back is this can this get him into the UFC or what you know what what do you think the 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 What do you think happens to Nate if he wins this fight and he takes out a young gun like uh, Joe Gianetti?
1: If 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 Nate comes out uh, on the regional scene here and and does something stops Gianetti, I think that he has to that it's going to be a one fight trip back to the regional scene for him. Whether it's he was already due to fight in Bellator, but if he he plans on coming back, it may be a one fight stay if he can run through JoJo.
2: And it'd probably be a, a quick stop in the number one ranking. For lightweight. And then yep. back out when he gets called back up.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So huge, 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 huge matchups and, and talk on online. And I love it, man. I mean, we're gonna have things to talk about maybe every week and hopefully the cards or we get some chatter about something going on, man. I'm excited. I mean when Nate you know, you hear Nate Andrews uh name and then he throws out Joe Giannetti, it's like holy shit man like it came out of left field like I wasn't expecting that you know
2: I know it was great it was um you know I think he was all Pat Sullivan and uh Steve Mazz uh down at uh the CES podcast and uh it surprised me too it's a cool sound clip and you know we helped them share it and put it out there so um you know we appreciate their partnership but it it was smart smart on his part you know he's jumping on the uh the shit talk. Well, not really the shit talk. He's, he's jumping on the train of calling people out right now, and I love it. And that's one of the
1: ones we kind of got circled. Excellent. Uh, let me
2: just announce... JoJo's never
0: been one to hold
1: his tongue.
0: What was that, Travis? You broke up for JoJo. a second.
1: I said JoJo's never been one to hold his tongue, and he's always called out the uh, bugs, called out, slipped a couple times. That one, that one He wants that fight to happen. When Dubuque was... Before Dubuque's uh, four straight losses, three straight losses, whatever it is, he was on him. Um... JoJo's definitely calling for the top of the ranks, and uh, I think it's time to give him the best New England has to offer at lightweight uh, going back into the original scene. Excellent. Let's
0: do it. Um, uh, one thing I want to mention, we have that, still have that contest for a free shirt. Travis has – Travis, say it again.
1: All right. This is the Rob Font card that I got in the mail today, part of my collection. It is numbered – Serial numbered out of 50 pieces. If you can guess the number directly on before the show ends or at the closest at the end of the show, you will win a free New England MMA t-shirt. We will send it to you. Probably won't have Corona.
2: <laughs> no Corona. I will not wear a mask when I package it.
0: All
1: right. All right. The, guy,
2: the, the, the four or
0: five or 12 of you, they answered 33. Somebody bite and they say 31 or 34. Someone to keep the 33. Fight among yourselves. Someone throw numbers out there because uh, we we got one more thing to talk about before we we get. We're
2: gonna going. send. Uh, we're gonna send Connor Berry a, a t-shirt that says "I'm special." Is that right? <laughs> or I like numbers. <laughs> I, like,
1: <laughs> I wipe my own ass. No, we're
2: gonna
0: send, like No numbers. He's getting a sleeve. That's what he's getting because everyone's getting a fucking sleeve from the shirt. All right, guys. There was one <laughs> more. There was one more thing you wanted to talk about. I didn't put the picture up because. I don't want it. (laughs) I don't want this fight. But there was some chatter with, um, who was the chatter with? Mima and, um, or? Mitch Raposo. Mitch Raposo was looking for, Mitch Raposo was supposedly, he was supposed to fight at 125. He was dropping that down to the 125 class. Um, And then all this shit broke loose. And then when we came out the rankings, he said number one and two can get it from the flyweights and the, the professional rankings, meaning he'll go take out Sh- or, uh, Johnny, Mr. Guys, Mr. Nice Guys. But I want to say that um, Mitch did reach out to uh, Johnny Lopez, I think bef- after his title fight, to get a matchup with him. I don't know if um, Johnny Lopez ever got the message, ever if any chatter was ever said, but I know Mitch Raposo wanted the fight. Uh, Johnny, Mr. Nice Guy. Uh, at 125. I don't know what's happened since then, but you guys do. Why don't you talk about what you saw or what happened on our page or or something like that?
2: Uh, I I think it was just uh, Raposo was uh, calling out Mima. So I think how it went down is Mima's agent um, went on and said, "Ooh, rumor has it, Darren Mima wants to come out of retirement. Rumor has it, he doesn't have Corona. Rumor hat. Blah blah blah. So, and then Repozo came on and was like, uh, "I'll take that." And uh, he actually sent us uh, a DM as well. Help, you know, help, help trying to stoke the fire. So we hopped in, and you know, we're gonna do our job. Um, but you know, it's an interesting matchup. Um, Repozo is ranked fourth, I believe, in uh, in our rankings. Uh, Mima. He's lost four in a row. Granted, he's fought some very tough guys, but uh, he's lost four in a row, and he really doesn't have any quality wins unless you look back into like, 2015, 2016. He beat Remo Cardarelli twice. Um, so it's been a little while since um, since Mima's, you know, put up some, some big wins. So I guess the fight makes sense from Raposo's perspective. Um You want to keep that train going, you want to keep that O intact, Uh, and I think this is a very winnable fight for him, Uh, and it's it's probably a good fight for Mima too, because if he does surprise people and and beats Raposo, uh, you know, he's back in the mix, and maybe on our rankings.
0: And Mima's no stranger to fighting at Cage Titans, where we would imagine this fight would probably take place, since both of them fighters are, are veterans in that cage at this point. The only point is that meme has been away for so long, hasn't had a win. What does this do for Mitch? It's like, like we were talking about the um, Connor Berry and Jimmy Manning. Is this? Do you think this is a bet? Does this? I would imagine Mitch beating Mitch beating Mima has a lot more credibility than um, uh, Conner beating Manning. Is that is is that your feeling also?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, uh, I mean, I think Mitch has the tools to beat Mima. Um, we saw Mima struggle with the wrestling of Tony Gravely um, in his uh, appearance at CES. Um, Mitch is a top-quality wrestler. I'm not saying he's nearly what Tony is um, I- as far as his re- wrestling accolades go. But um, Mitch is top-heavy, and uh, Mima spent a lot of time on his back in that CES uh, title defend- or title uh, challenge. So... Um, I think if if Mitch really wants to, to to bite that off, that he has a chance of winning. Um, but, I mean, I think a smarter move would be to take somebody that's non-regional for Mitch, um, get him a little bit, uh, I don't want to say pad his record, but I think Mima uh, is definitely a challenge and a huge step for him as far as competition goes. Um, Mima is a, uh, a veteran. He fought overseas in Russia for a little while it's not that he hasn't fought the name opponents that we think that we should hear from people uh, in new england because he's been fighting all over the world um and he came back to some tough competition running into tony um so i think this is a would be a huge step for mitch and i think this would be one of the fights that would get him more noticed not that he hasn't been noticed already but he's um he beats mima he's the top flyweight probably in in uh, prospect eyes in new england for sure
0: so, Meme is, um, he's a 125, so this fight would be taking place at 125, correct?
1: I would imagine so. I don't imagine Mitch fighting any any other weight class um, to get noticed for that. I mean, I think he would have to put out to 25. Excellent. Excellent.
0: Well, that came out of, you know, I had nothing to not know nothing about that fight, and then you guys mentioned it to me, and I saw the post about uh, Darren coming back, and... You know, it's probably, I think it's Wolf Tickets that his manager's is sending out there. Uh, probably saw our rankings that Mima fell off him. <laughs> Which, I mean, he was on topology for so long. I mean, um, but people look at them rankings and they see their name not on them anymore. Or they see who's up there and the new talent that's out there. These veterans come back and they go, hey, I want to go out there and maybe spoil someone's party. Or get back in the game. Um, do you think Mima's... Can get back in the game, or is this just something? Uh, what do you think about his upside?
1: Mima can get back to this. I mean, he's he's been gone for a little while, but uh, like I said, four fight losing streak. But it's it's been against some dudes, um, so I I don't think that <clears throat> that he would have any trouble coming back to the region and competing. But uh, not sure how he stands against Mitch. It would be a, it would be a test. We we know a lot about Mima after the fight with Mitch. That's for sure. Excellent, excellent.
0: Uh, anything last from you on this fight here, Lars?
2: Yeah, no. Um, uh, Mima, uh, I think deserves to be considered in our rankings, but it, it's really difficult to include somebody who's one in five in their last five fights, regardless of who they fought. Uh, he obviously doesn't take easy fights. Um, so this is definitely a step up in competition for Mitch, um, but. The kids hasn't, you know, we haven't seen one flaw from Mitropozo yet. Mitch, uh, in
1: Mitch, his
0: Mitch, seven just, or eight fights. He's Mitch, had. Mitch just responded. He said no twice. He don't want it. I will finish, yeah,
1: finish him on the feet. Mitch says he'll finish him on I'll the. I'll finish feet. him on the feet, though.
0: All right, so wow. he don't want the fight. So Mitch is um gonna go after another stud, or oh maybe we can. Maybe this podcast. So
2: what, what does that tell you? I think that tells you Darren and his agent or manager are looking to get a win.
0: They're throwing right? wolf tickets out there. That's what I say, wolf tickets. Um, it's it's easy to, to, to Listen, to it's easy to throw things out there when fights aren't happening. You know what I mean? It's easy to accept the matchup. Oh, yeah, I'll fight you, knowing that fights might not happen for six months and a million things can happen be, before that happens. You know what I mean? Right. So everything going on right now is great that we're talking, about you know it it could change in in two weeks. You know what I mean? It, it could change, but it's great, and it, it makes sense. These fights, you know, as we talk to them tonight, um, except for the Manning and <laughs> and, and the Conor Berry one. But I mean, if the fans want it, we are not gonna deny what the fans want, and we will push it and support anything that um any matchups that. Are gonna, you know, put fu- uh, fans in the stands.
1: Yeah, and you know, yeah, I mean, I, I think we I, filled out a fight card tonight. Yeah, <laughs> we,
2: we did. And, and, and hopefully the promoters are watching this or at least paying attention to this chatter because we're giving them fights on a silver platter. I just rapped. Um, but <laughs> the, I mean, who knows when these fights are gonna happen, but there's talk, people are watching it. Uh, let's get it done, you know? And um, we'll, see, we'll see which guys actually want to have these fights happen. It takes two to tango. Usually one, one person maybe doesn't want to do it. So let's see. Let's see if we can get the contract. Yeah, like right.
1: Raph said, don't be a Tyler King and just uh, overcharge so you don't have to fight these guys. <laughs> well, if you guys want to fight and you guys have agreed to it online, let's go. Put the pocketbook aside. You'll make enough money off the fight. You'll sell a bunch of tickets. Just make it happen.
0: Well, well. Well, here's, here's Sorry, the
2: thing.
1: Here's the thing. This
0: podcast, I mean, people usually watch it the next day, the next two or three days. So they're going to be chiming in because we did talk about a lot of stuff here, Nate Andrews and stuff like that. So people are going to be coming in. What I'm also going to do is like clip out the, the, the you know, each section we talked about, each uh, matchup. So that's going to get chatted too. So. With that chatter, that'll develop new chatter because these fighters have fighters' friends and they're fighters too, so they might be matching up with other fighters' friends. There's going to be a shitload of talking going on here, and that's all we can do right now uh, because fights aren't going on as, uh, unless you're in the UFC or, or one of them major promotions getting it done. So uh, this is what we do, fellas. We uh, we talk and we get the chatter there for when um, things get going again. We're ahead of the, ahead of the curve here.
1: You know, yeah, I, guys, don't people the last guys standing at the cr- ice cream truck when they run out of ice cream cones. <laughs> Call your shot now.
2: Yeah, it, it, I think if you were to told me that we'd have this much, um, you know, chatter and, and, and talk of matchups going on right now in a period where we haven't had regional MMA in three or four months and might not have it for another three or four months or whatever, we've had this much chatter, I'd be like, you know, you're bullshitting me. But this is great. People are interested and, uh, we got something to talk about with this downtime. Um, so let's make it happen. All right. We, um, we should probably give the t-shirt away. I got to put my kids. Yeah. All right. One more, one more thing. One
0: more thing. I want to say Terrence, I got to give him, um, he mentioned something. He goes, I want to get on get in on this too. Terrence wants a rematch and you know who that would be against.
2: Yeah. So,
0: um, that's a big fight too, if it was a rematch, but we know where, um, where Knight is going. Uh, uh, I do believe Knight is scheduled to make another contender appearance. I think I did see his name on, uh, all right. So he's already set, uh, Terrence could be going there too. We don't know. Uh, but I don't see that fight happening unless something transpires down the line uh, as far as these two guys. But I love that Terrence wants that fight again. That shows you where he is and his state of mind, and how confident he is nowadays, he just won that, um, that uh, premier title, and uh, sky's the limit for him also, young prospect, a monster, he's a monster, and a good dude, um, and I want good things for these guys, so um, that's about it guys, Lars got to put his kids to bed, anything you want to say, final thing, Lars is got to go, Lars is ready to press the button, let me out of here.
2: Uh, well, let's let's do the oh, t shirt. All right, um, now wait we, a minute. We can wanna... w- everyone throw
0: their last numbers in now, throw their last numbers, in, or do you want to pick? Oh, no, yeah,
2: right now. If you haven't
0: we'll, guessed it, this, yeah, we'll, we'll give them. I I'll, already got we'll I give them one minute. Oh, someone it guessed it. Guess wait a minute.
1: Someone guessed it. No, someone's close. All right, so there's a closest. There all, right.
0: <laughs> all right, all right we're going to give it away here then. We're not going to go away. We're not going to let people answer after the show. You got to be on the show, the fucking answer. So we're giving it, we're yeah. giving it a, a three, three this time. Connor threw a three in there. All right. So we're going to give it a, a, a 10 second countdown and then we're going to pick the winner. Do you know who the winner would be if they didn't get the number? I do. All right, here we go. Throw your numbers out there. Megan Marie, just throw a number one through five. No, you just came on the show. You, you're not involved. Uh <laughs>
2: Connor Barry guessed car.
0: Is that a valid answer? That's like squirrel. Squirrel? <laughs> <laughs> All right, he ten. Octagon. <laughs> ten. Nine eight. Seven. on guessed came, 33
1: again. Fucking Kim
0: <laughs> out with the 33. <laughs> four, 3. What the two one. That we're gonna have to fucking cut the shirt in four parts. All right, uh Travis, who won the shirt?
1: Uh Rob. Robert oh, Smith uh, yeah. from Smith and Anchor Printing uh, is going to get one of our t-shirts. He guessed 18 and it was 19. Oh, that's fucking great. He makes t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> the t-shirt
2: guy yeah. won a fucking
0: t-shirt. T-shirt oh, won a t-shirt. DVD. That's awesome. Mr. Rob, Rob, Rob Smith, you won the shirt. So Laz will get that out to you. Just uh, message uh, your address and we'll get that out to you as soon as uh, Laz takes it out of the cobwebs. <laughs>
2: all
0: right guys I'm gonna um I'm gonna play the last two the, the videos again that Lars put out today the the pro and the amateurs and we're out of here so with that said Lars and Travis say bye and we'll see you next week I like having you guys here keeping me company every week and uh we're doing great things so we'll be back next week again with these it might not be Wednesday we're gonna figure out with uh what time um Lars, uh, Travis is working. So we'll, we'll keep in touch and, uh, we'll let you know what our show is going to be like next week. So with that said, thanks so much for tuning in guys. It was a great fucking show, man. We got a lot done tonight and, uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Follow us, new England, MMA, um, dot org. Look for us everywhere. Just throw it in Google. We're there.
2: YouTube. Follow us.
0: Everywhere. Yeah. We need, we need to push the YouTube channel. We need to push the YouTube, YouTube, YouTube channel. Because eventually we're going to be going live there and we can do so much there. So with that said, uh, here's the two videos that Lars made for us. So uh, My
2: wife's going to cut my dick
0: off. Yeah, all right, we're going Bye. You guys can leave. <laughs>